All right. All right. New uh, recording is going. New file. Nude files. Nude files. (laughs) No, not those files. Oh, yes. No, not that one. Synthaholic files. Synthaholics. Thank you so much for downloading this episode. Today you have myself, Aaron O'Brien, and we have David Duncan. Hey, Dave, what's happening, buddy? Uh, uh, not too much. How about you? Uh, Discovery Season 3 trailer came out, and we've taken... came out last week, and we forgot to talk about it. <laughs> weeks to talk about it, yes. <laughs> yeah, we, got, we got so busy with our guests, I, I forgot to talk about that. But, uh, I mean, not too much different than what we've seen already before i mean there's story elements in this trailer though whereas the other ones didn't really have much story elements they're just like this this seemed like an actual story trailer whereas the other ones were just like scenes the only thing that threw me back and i was just telling you about before we started recording is that um uh discovery hits the planet and it looks like one piece it's in one so. piece, and then it, and then it gets back into space. Also, just fine. Is it gonna like twirl, spore drive, jump through the planet, and just be back in space it and destroy be just the fine? <laughs> oh, we, oh, we put bombs inside of the, that planet too. Well, you see, well, the, the, the thing is, it's like, um, it, it's like Chuck. The Discovery's like Chuck Norris. It doesn't, you know, it, it doesn't push itself up. It pushes the planet down when it does the um, the right. spinny thing. Right. So it, it'll be fine. When it does its spinny um, score jump thing. So, um, story element wise, I mean, obviously the Federation is like in shambles. Um, she talks to the guy. Yeah. She says, "Oh, we had no choice but to come to the future." I'm like, yes, you did. You you well, finished control choice. before you jumped through the hole. Control was yeah. dead, so you did have a choice. You lying bitch. Uh, <laughs> I thought Starfleet was There's above always- this lying stuff. There's always choices, but yeah, um, yeah. I, I mean, other than I mean, I, it seems like the same story. It looks great. I, I think visually, it looks beautiful. As always, Discovery always looks amazing. Um, I'm just, you know, as as we've come to know, it's like Discovery can be on the cusp of good, but then somehow they do something stupid to make well, it go. Oh. It's it's just it's just the writing. You can't you can't. Uh no amount of paint can fix uh, a bad uh, structure of a house. You, you know, you, you know this. You you do construction stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Can't I mean, paint's not going to make it sturdy. And Discovery's got great paint, very very bad foundation. Um, yeah. They mentioned something <laughs> called the burn, which is what um, where, where the Federation fell apart right after this thing called the burn. Mm. And I was reading some websites and stuff early this week, uh, some articles, and I can't remember which one, which where it came from, but I saw a theory, and it it, it kind of makes sense. Where um, remember the Omega Directive episode of Voyager, Aaron? Yep, yep. Where uh, 
The Omega Directive. Or, so yeah. basically, uh, uh, Starfleet can turn into total Nazis if they find anyone tinkering with the Omega-13. They can just destroy all evidence, destroy everyone right. involved with it. It's just like, it's the Nazi Directive, where Starfleet can totally become as evil it needs to be. Because if Omega-13 particle gets, you know, worked on improperly, it can destroy subspace and prevent warp drive from working. Yeah, so there's some kind of thing that kind of like stops warp drive from being a possibility in like large, like you know, parts of space, and and so obviously people would be just marooned in planets for you know I don't know how long, but so the people are theorizing the burn is an omega fourteen uh, accident where um, mm. you can't use warp drive anymore, which interesting, which would make. Um, Discovery, the only ship able to t- travel anywhere, since um, right. it doesn't it uses a discrete pocket of subspace. It doesn't use regular subspace for uh, the spore drive because the mycelial network is separated from everything else. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, thanks Voyager for that pile of crap that just undermines Star Trek's technology. And so now we have to use the new technology from Discovery to. I mean, I guess you could have a future where everyone's spore just spore drive jumping. So, are are they going to go capture a bunch of tardigrades and inject people with tardigrade DNA so a bunch of people can be like Stamets? Maybe. I, I mean, even though genetic manipulation is illegal, maybe you know, maybe they'll bend it on that a little bit so, so we can travel around space again. Well, so, so, do you think this is likely? Because it it sounds like it could be very very likely. I mean, the burn could be something completely honestly, different. If, yeah, it could be different. But if it does turn out to be that, I, I actually think that'd be a clever way. Now, how they play it off is totally different. You know, it could be a clever way of telling how the Federation fell apart. You know, something that that, that could be clever. Because you think that, you know, technically people would be marooned on their planets, you know, for, you know, I, I don't know how long they said in the, um, uh, the Omega um episode of voyager i don't I think, know how long I, th- I think they made it sound like it was like a permanent dis- it would permanently destroy sub- subspace oh really okay i, th- I think i mean i don't know if i don't know if subspace can grow back i haven't watched omega directive episodes in a while maybe there is a time limit on it but uh i, I don't remember there being i mean that, that's why they could turn into nazis and just kill everyone involved with in the omega 13 research to protect being able to use warp drive. Yeah. So, um, um, and if that's the case, they kind of painted themselves into a good corner because then they can use the mycelium network. Now, granted, um, I don't understand how mycelium network runs through all space. I mean, it's, I'm assuming it's some kind of weird altered, you know, other dimension they kind of travel through. Oh yeah. I mean, it's gotta be like a, like technically a different plane, like uh, the Discovery is kind of putting Star Trek in more like science fantasy, because mm-hmm. you know, in like your 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 Dungeons and Dragons and like that, like there's different kind of planes you can go to that are just different worlds or different sure. versions of the world. That's in like a, a high fantasy type um, thing. I mean, I guess it's, it could be a science fiction thing too, but it's. When you think about alternate realities and, and, and that in that way, it's more on the fantasy side, I think, than science fiction side, 
Well, at least in my experience. It's proven that there's other... I mean, they they, they basically theorize there's alternate dimensions, but... um, you know, a dimension that has a network that could, you know, connects to different areas, that's unusual. And to be able to navigate through it, that's a whole nother thing that, you know, obviously, you know, Stamets and the technology they created to interface with the tardigrade DNA, somehow they, they can work through it. So, yeah. Um, well, I still don't know what happened with all the other spore drives that they were making. I mean, Cornwall in season one mm-hmm. was like, we got to make way more of these, and it never came up again. Well, she got killed. <laughs> that was season two. <laughs> yeah, but and at the very end of season busy. two, they got busy with control. I, I, it's not a terrible idea. I don't, I don't dislike that idea. It's just, um, then, I just then basically, the oh, go ahead. Well, it just me- means that discovery becomes like the bus of uh, the universe. <laughs> yes, you know. You know. So. It'll take you from point A to point B, and then there's a reason for the ship to be so, gi- you know, un- un- uh, unnecessarily ginormous compared to the, all the other ships. Well, it def- definitely helps. That's be- for sure. It becomes the space bus, the, the future space future bus. space bus, magic <laughs> bus, <laughs> magic school um. bus. <laughs> um, I- I'm not a huge fan of it because I, I didn't. I mean. Uh, I wasn't a fan of the Omega Directive and Starfleet turning into Nazis and killing people over this thing and having something fundamentally destroy your mode of travel is uh, is not a fun plot device. It's not a fun plot. It's an interesting theory. I mean, you figure there has to be things that are out there that could disrupt things. I mean, there was I don't, and I forgot the TNG episode where. Uh, they where they were. had to lower the the warp speed limit because so it it has happened in Star Trek a couple times, but those those have been yeah. like really annoying plot devices that is just because like, they were tearing through like uh, a fabric in space because they kept on warping and they kept on doing weird. I forget what episode that was. It's been a while since. I've yeah, seen but that basically, one, but. like they wanted the cruising speed to stay at like a warp five, and, and you can only mm-hmm. go for warp. You know, oh, you can only go you know over warp five or six, like in extreme then, yeah. emergencies or something like that. Yeah, and then like in the Cardassian uh, thing, they have the Briar patch where there's you know they, you can't you can't uh, travel through it like easily, you know. So I mean, there there's definitely areas in space that make it difficult. So I mean, I don't know, um, but just destroying warp warp drive completely is just kind of like. Uh, but I mean, like I mean, it it kind of gets them out of their their hole and puts discovery in a place where it can be useful and that technology can hopefully replicate and, and, you know, rebuild the Federation with ancient technology. Yeah. Right. Well, I, I like the trailer. It looks cool. It looks great. I mean, whether the story is there, I don't know. I am going to go into it with an open mind, um, and an open heart. I don't have high hopes, but I will just keep open. I'm not going to cast any judgment. I'm just going to, let it wash over me, and I'll let you know if I start wanting to tear my eyes out. <laughs> like fear, you let it pass over you, and you only you will view it from afar. Yeah, only I will remain. <laughs> only I will remain. <laughs> um. Yeah. Exactly. I, I, yeah. So I don't know. So I, I mean, it was we'll nice seeing a story trailer, hearing about the burn, hearing there's like a re, you know some some giant catastrophe that 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 made the Federation fall, and if there's any catastrophe that would make the Federation fall it's not being able to use their their warp speed buses 
That's right. <laughs> well, and they even mention uh, we're not about st- we're Starfleet. It's about the people. We're not about uh, not a bunch of ships. Mm. You know, which the which uh, Stuart and uh, Samuel from Trekyards just screamed out in horror. <laughs> Two voices scream out in horror, and they were suddenly silenced. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, silent. Ah, that's not true. It's yeah. about the ships. It's totally about the ships. I, I, I love, <laughs> I love these ships in Star Trek. <laughs> much love, Trek Yards. Much love, Trek much Yards. Love. Just joking. Yeah, but uh, um, it's, it's. Uh, how come no one ever discovered the Iconian stuff again? Just remake that technology. You don't need ships. You can just make doors that go everywhere. Yeah, maybe that's next. Maybe that's the next. Or thing, so. just Federation can make their hub on the uh, Guardian of Forever world. Oh, cool. Go back in time yeah, and undo the burn. Go back and do that. Oh, that would, oh my God. That would could, be a cool story. They could totally... Like, there's so much stuff in Star Trek where they could just undo all the fuckery they've been doing lately. Yeah, just go back and fix it all. Totally. They could go... And the thing is, oh, it's a one-way, just a one-way trip. I mean, they could theoretically go to the Guardian of Forever, go back and fix all this stuff, since apparently the time ship relativity has been sleeping... Not fixing the time stream. <laughs> I mean, they had been. I mean, like, they would be the ones to not let the burn. I mean, of course, Discovery Season 3 could play to take place in an alternate reality. Because whenever you deal with time travel, you do deal with alternate timelines. Mm-hmm. So Discovery's right, right. future timeline could just be a completely different timeline other than what the real timeline is. Which is maybe why the relativity has been like, I don't give a shit. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> Discovery keeps doing. T- I mean, they did a time jump in season one. You know that seven year or seven month jump or whatever with the Kling- Klingons one. So they did a time jump uh, there. We did a time jump from seven months to nine hundred something years. So, uh, and and they're trying to. You know, they're already trying to break from the the. You know what the, what we saw in Discovery season two where. The, right. the ending where every, everything is dead. So this is an mm-hmm. alternate ending where the Federation is broken. Hopefully it's not the real ending. Hopefully it's just another timeline so they can fix it. Because, I mean, that, that, that's my theory, is that they're there to fix it. I guess we'll see. Um, and it's going to happen soon, within a month. October 15th. Yeah. And it's running to January 7th. It's only like, what, like a week or two episodes. in between Lower Decks and Discovery, right? Yeah. Yeah. Fit a couple uh, expanses I, in there, maybe. I am excited. Um, the poster looks cool with uh, Michael holding up the flag there. The so, rebel flag? No, it's the Federation flag. It's in Tata's. Uh, Tata flag. Freedom! Um, uh, what's, his, uh, what's her name? Uh, f- um, uh, gosh. Um, Tig? I'm trying to remember. Not well. Tig's in there. So she was in the trailer. Very, finally, she wasn't in that. Yeah, I know. Too. I was. I'm very happy to. Very see jazzed to see Tig back. Yeah, uh, Michelle taking, Yo, um taking slams at uh, Stamets. Yeah, uh, Michelle Yeoh, uh is in there too. So she, I mean, we know she went with them into the future. Um, I don't see how they can do a Section Thirty One. Uh, show with her in there. I mean, has that been shelved permanently? I mean, I haven't heard anything from Section Two One for a while. I saw something new saying they're they're still working on it supposedly, but I mean that, that's why I think they're there to fix the future, fix the timeline, or whatever. 
and they're they got to at least send Michelle Yeoh back, unless Michelle Yeoh is the head of the new Section Thirty One, and the Section Thirty One shows just operates in the nine hundred years in the future. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I, I guess. So far off in the future, why not? So. Yeah, I don't know. I just wish they would like fix the problems of the Section Thirty One they created with Season Two of Discovery. No. But who knows? Who I knows? Mean, well, let's. The Guardian Front is there. I mean, they could always send her back in time that way. Use the gate, people. I mean, come on. All right. Well, let's ju- let's jump into uh, our main topic here, which is uh, Star Trek Lower Decks. This is uh, season one, episode seven. The episode is called "Much Ado About Boimler" and aired September seventeenth, twenty twenty. We get. Um, Boimler, Mariner, and Rutherford are back from doing some like real awful shift repairing some station uh, grid when uh, Tendy shows up and she had genetically engineered a dog. <laughs> a, a dog named The Dog. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, The Dog. And uh, the dog starts just being dog and sniffing and biting and being silly. And they're all exhausted. They're like, we just, that's great, but we're just very tired. And, and then, uh, when, uh, Tenny walks away for a little bit, the dog shape shifts and starts crawling around on the walls. And, uh, <laughs> Boimler's freaked out. Yeah. Boimler's freaked out. And, uh, Mariner goes, you know, tell me when, uh, wake, wake me if, uh, it's something I need to care about. <laughs> so, um, funny stuff. So, uh, Dog from hell or whatever. The, the dog's actually a pretty funny joke that kind of like keeps on going through the whole episode. So. Oh, yeah. It's a crazy dog. It's a crazy dog. So uh, then we go into our uh, beginning. We get the first officer's log that the uh, Cerritos is going to be going to an agriculture co- <laughs> colony. And they're all done in there. Like, uh, what was the uh, it, it was the Lower Decks episode, was it? No, was it Lower Decks? Where no, it was no, the Jellico episode because they do the reference they, they reference Jellico, uh, Chain of Command one and two, where they're in their black yeah, ninja outfits in the ninja, <laughs> in the ninja count, uh, yeah, outfits. Yeah. So, um, they're gonna go uh, germination of some uh, they're gonna go seeds. plant some plants dressed as ninjas. I mean, it was the silliest thing. It's like then they're taking it so seriously, and they're like, so uh, Captain Freeman, Freeman, and Shax. And um, uh, what's his name? Jerry O'Connell. Uh, the com- uh, yeah, the commander. They're all going to go to this mission. But in the meantime, they're going to get a trans, uh, another captain. And this is um, the captain of um, the USS Oakland. And this is uh, Captain um, Ramsey. And she served with uh, Mariner before, or, or, or no? They went to Starfleet together. They graduated together. They thought she was. They thought Mariner was going to be the first one to reach captain. And look at yeah. it; she's still an ensign. She's still an ensign. Yeah. So th- that's that kind of falls into place now because why does Mariner? Why is Mariner so like knowledgeable of all this stuff? Well, technically, even if she wasn't to reach the captain, she could have reached captain or, or is a, there was a possibility that she could have been captain by now. I would, I, I'm guessing she was probably right next to being captain before she got like kicked all the way back down to, to ensign. I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm guessing maybe on her, um, 
her first contact mission. She maybe she was like a first officer, or at least like you know, lieutenant commander or something. Right. Um, just before that, um, Mariner's uh, kind of like um, she doesn't know that her friends uh, coming part from the uh, USS Oakland because she doesn't know she's the captain there. She's and, really worried about uh, getting jellicoed. She's yeah, she's yeah, she's like, oh, there's another babysitting captain kind of thing, and Boimler is like, oh, you know, I, um, you know, it's, it's going to be exciting. Maybe I can help get me promoted and stuff like that. And it's like you you don't even know who you're talking about, and you're already dreaming about what whose asses to kiss, you know. <laughs> so and he's uh, like, yes, I'm, I'm all about the ass kissing. And uh, so they're going to go down to some bog planet. And uh, they're going to do some work there. So and like they're just like um, Mariner's not excited about going down to this bog planet. Uh, and uh, Boimler goes to visit Rutherford and he's doing some experimented with uh, experiments with uh, transporters to make them go faster. And uh, uh, Boimler volunteers to be transported in his thing. That, but unfortunately, um, one of the times he gets transported, he doesn't totally beam himself back. It's just and, cosmetic, uh, except it's also very, very loud. He's like, it's he's stuck loud, making yeah. the transporter noise, but at like ten times the normal volume of the transporter <laughs> yeah, noise. And, he, and he's like see through, so he looks kind of ghostly in appearance. Yeah. Um, so um, wasn't there? There was a episode in um, Enterprise that was like that with a guy who was uh, a scientist for uh, the. And we we talked about this like years ago. I can't even remember. Well, it was now. also the the episode with with Barkley and where he he, he kept having nightmares going through the well, transporter stream one, and, yeah, yeah. and seeing like yeah. the worm creatures. Right, right. Um, so Boimler goes up to the bridge, tries to impress the captain, the new captain, and the the staff that comes with them uh, with her, and um, they're just like, "What the hell's wrong with you?" And he's like, "Nothing's wrong. It's just fine. Just." No, no big, and so they send him to sick bay. So oh, boy, hey, you're making too bay. much noise. So yeah, it goes to sick bay, and uh, you know the doctor's just like, I don't know what's wrong with you. <laughs> and Rutherford comes in the sick bay, and he says he knows what to do, and uses tricorder, and the tra- transporting sound goes away, but um, Boimler still kind of see through. So he gets told that uh, the the doctor uh, Tiana says that uh, she's going to contact Division fourteen. Uh, this is a medical branch that handles like science and disease mysteries. So this is the first time we ever heard of Division, uh, Division Fourteen. I kind of like the idea. I'm not going to lie. Uh, if there's a Section Thirty One, why isn't there? Why why not having a D- Division, Division Fourteen? 14. <laughs> I wonder if they and work together. Uh, uh, possibly. And there's uh, they basically have this big spa um, called the farm. Called the farm. So you're put out <laughs> the pasture. It's like it's like I keep thinking like when I first heard the th- the farm I'm like oh it's where the where you tell the kids the dog went after you've like put it down right I think I just oh. murder is star I was like a Starfleet yeah. doing euthanasia now yeah right um so and the other thing is so he's getting sent to Division fourteen to the farm but also uh. Uh, Tendy's dog, the dog, as she calls him, is going there too because the dog keeps on doing weird shit. Like, dog just his head just melts and bats come out of it. Yeah, at one point too, he just turns into a cube and just starts, you know, rolling, rolling away. Down, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so they're 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 all going to go to um, they're you know they're always going to they're all going to go to the farm and. uh and Rutherford is like knows that Tendi uh, seems to know more about DNA than she does the dogs, 
And Tendi says, well, there's no dogs on Orion, so which makes sense, of course. Um, uh, so uh, Captain Ramsey has Mariner in her writing room. She's trying to do her uh, captain's log, and she uh, Mariner's making her laugh messing with the captain's props and stuff like that. And she says, I want you to be my first officer. And she's like, oh, okay, cool, awesome. And um, it's kind of funny because um, uh, they're, like, they're good friends and they have like a lot of these memories, but like, it's funny that Ramsey doesn't ask her, like, why are you still an ensign? You know? Yeah, it was, it was very strange, but I mean, even even though it was, I and mean, we still get like a lot more uh, through this new character, uh, we get a lot more about her past or Mariner's past. Yeah, so, so it's like oh, okay, we're finally starting um, to learn about her a little bit. The Sritos then is uh, is uh, uh, meets up with the uh, the Osler, which is a ship uh, operated by Division Fourteen, and uh, this is um, met. Uh, the, the the guy operating or the captain is a uh, uh, um, uh, Edoian Edosin, um, and he is uh, going to take him to the farm. So, but he's really like <laughs> creepy. He's he's like menacing. He's wearing a mask. Yeah, very different. Just, he's like, like a very different tunic for a Starfleet officer. Yeah, very yeah. It's almost like um, robes, like Victorian or like, something like, like that. Harry Potter know. robes. Yeah. Um, so uh, Ramsey and Mariner and uh, Ramsey's um, crew are going to go down to this away mission to the Bog Planet, and uh, so they're getting all set up, and they uh, start talking about um, like past things that they that they did, and one of them is like this uh, professor at, uh, at at Starfleet where they stole his car and they like <laughs> drove it into the bay. <laughs> <laughs> and the and one of the you know like I think of the the trill goes man I love that professor I was at his funeral and they're like ah okay sorry you know because Mariner is like in a totally different world than than Ramsey you know Ramsey's trying to get their respect and and command them and Mariner just couldn't care less and she talks about how she uh, throws puts a scorpion in Jack Ransom uh, the commander Ransom's bed and he almost died for from this from the sting so and they're all looking at her like what so um, and they get down to this planet and Mariner's definitely screwing up and there's a there a part where one of the devices they're using to, to help clean the water on this bog planet is uh, messing up and they need tricorders and they uh, she never brought the tricorders down she grabbed why the is she responsible for everyone's tricorders yeah everyone know, always just had their own tricorder on their hip this is a very strange thing I'm like what since when is it one person's responsibility to bring all the tricorders right so um hmm. Did they take away but, their yeah. pockets? I guess, but yeah. So and they uh, they kind of like you know put her down for what she did, you know, for getting the tricorder. So yeah, um, Vulcan throws her shade the entire episode. Yeah, she does absolutely. And um, then they go back to, to Cerritos and um, <laughs> Captain Freeman's uh, talking about how excited she is that she might actually plant this plant that she uh, has been growing. So, it's kind of cool. Her black ops outfit. Yeah, I know. Uh, then they're going to meet with this other plant, the uh, uh, Rubidose. I think that's how you say it. The, the Rubidose. 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 And um, they see uh, 
Ramsey seems to have a like relationship with the crew. Like she's like the captain gets uh, herself Cap- in trouble and she saves her all the time. Yeah, so the ship is the Rubido is just kind of floating there, and it looks like it's under distress, like there's no power to it. And uh, it says, "Oh, you probably didn't fix something I told you to fix a long time ago." So they're going to go investigate and beam over and and get them, uh, get it all figured out. Um, then uh, back on the uh, the Division fourteen ship, the Osler Boimlers gets shown into. The, uh, the the other people they were supposedly going to the farm and just all a bunch of like science experiments gone wrong. And there's a warp ten lizard, so someone else apparently did warp ten. Yep. There, yeah, there's a lizard there, which is pretty funny. And there's a um, uh, uh, this one character who's like half old man, half child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they uh, they they. They don't think that the farm exists. They think that the, that the plant, I mean, the, the ship that they're on is the farm, and they're just kind of hidden away so people, uh, so they're not an inconvenience to Starfleet. And that, um, so people join Starfleet and they won't be afraid that like weird things might happen to them. So it's kind of like get them out of like ice at uh, sight so, you know, nobody will know what happened to this people. So, um, half old man, half a young kid starts, uh, insurrection. Yeah. They start, start a mutiny on the ship, but Boimler of course just goes and tells, uh, the, the Doan just about the whole plan. So <laughs> he's like, yeah, I'm going to sleep away and tell him. Yeah. And, uh, that, doesn't work out because because the Adon just kind of like like gets really aggressive and pulls a phaser rifle and he's like you know, you're puts all down in your own quarters and then they then they go try and lynch um Boimler and they kind of try to airlock him blow him out the airlock try to space him like in the expanse right they try to space him but uh, he wakes up I, he, the door opens as if his lungs being su- air is being sucked out he is on a grassy ground and they are actually at the farm so the farm does exist it's a real place <laughs> and the and the Adoan basically goes like it's like what you didn't believe it was there it, it was thinking, like maybe I should be more uh, I should try to talk to you guys more or something like that you know I shouldn't be so uh, act, act so sinister yeah I mean because he, earlier he laughs and he's like what this is just how I laugh I know exactly it's, it was actually pretty funny um, back on the uh, um, the um, the Cerritos they the, go over the to Rubido. Uh, Rubido they go over to the Rubido and like I said the power's off and they're searching the ship and they're trying to re, uh, reestablish gravity and power they find the crew hiding in one of the um, storage um, hangars and they they're all terrified and what happens is once they turn on the power um, they find out that there's a creature or it's some proto molecule that that starts just eating up the ship and starts breaking everything up and um, Mariner and Ramsey have this like back and forth that like Ramsey's like why are you like why are you fucking up so much you're so much better than this what the hell's going on and um, she's like I'm not going to talk to you about this now because obviously the middle of all this but Mariner was fucking up on purpose until this point because she like basically punches the captain to get her to shut up yeah because Captain Dayton of Rubido starts freaking out I don't want to die I don't want to die and Mariner knocks her out and um, he's just basically like I don't you know, like basically, I don't. You know, I find a lot, most of the stuff boring. I don't really want to be captain. Everyone pushes me to be captain. I don't really want to be captain. 
and I don't know what I want to do, but that's just not what I want, you know. So, um, and so, but they successfully bring uh, the Rubidoux crew up to the bridge. Uh, unfortunately, um, the bridge starts getting torn apart and by this creature. And uh, Mariner calls over to uh, Bo- uh, not, uh, to Rutherford to get his h- high speed uh, transport thing working. So he uh, gets that implemented, and he beams them off before they're all sucked out into space. And uh, they all have tra- the half beaming noise on them, <laughs> right? Um, uh, meanwhile, though, uh, Boimler back on the farm finds out that it's all just temporary. And uh, his thing just goes back to normal. And it's, so it was just like a, a temporary thing that how he was in this mid phase of beaming. So he's back to normal. And then and, these, uh, these two uh, nurses are getting ready to shack up with him. Yeah, he's like, oh. And then, and then they're just like, you're like, normal no, no, now. We yeah, we don't care. Um, and then there's a, a, a Tendy says goodbye to the dog, and the dog is talking to her. <laughs> talking to her and uh and he says uh he says there's so much he says, I, he says, I love this place you know it's just uh, more places for me to urinate on so which i thought was funny and then the dog starts flying away <laughs> and uh and uh what was it boimler says walks over and says you know you know dogs can't uh can't walk and talk and boimler says, says that um that she never she doesn't know that things that what dogs can't do these things so tendy was kind of surprised at all that so and she's like funny. oh i guess you are a freak after all and the dog's like yeah i know i just didn't want to scare you <laughs> that's great <laughs> it was funny uh and then obviously boimler gets back to the Cerritos, and everyone's like in that mid-phase thing because of rutherford's thing for his speed beam but he's like don't worry it's all temporary so um that's uh you know, saves the day there. But then the Rubido turns into, it looks like the jellyfish from uh, Counter Four. It does look like, and so I was wondering if Q was going to show up because the first time we saw Q was with the jellyfish thing. But before it was mm-hmm. tearing up the ship, it looked like the proto molecule because it acted just like it because it was blue mm-hmm. and then it would start to act when the power came on. It was like, huh, are they taking from the yeah. expanse? <laughs> right, right. And then, um, Oh yeah, and then uh, we get back at like the 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 bar or the uh, area where they're all hanging out. That uh, Ramsey and Mariner says that um, basically Mary says that she uh, that she she gets offered to go with Ramsey, and but she's like to be her first officer, but she just wants to figure things out as an ensign. She that's what she wants to be. She she's not really into being in command, so. And then Commander Ransom goes to hit on Rans- Ramsey, and she just like smashes him into a table. So, <laughs> so there you go. Um, and that wraps up this episode. Uh, Dave, what do you think of uh, this episode? The um, much to do about Boimler. They are fitting a lot into these really short episodes. I'm kind of impressed with all the, like the B plots and C plots are able to fit into like one single episode. Yeah, for sure. Because we got the 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 command crew going to the plants we got the uh the i guess that's like the c plot and we've got like the a plot with mariner and her friend and her fucking up the entire episode trying to not get promoted and then we've got the right. b plot with boimler and uh the dog going to the farm yeah, yeah. 
they're fitting a lot into these episodes. It's, it's, it's really impressive. And the, all the little callbacks, I mean, you know, we're, we're callbacking the Jellico, we're callbacking to Chain of Command in general with this, with the suits. I feel like the Jellico thing more than anything. And the show has done so far has been like, uh, really breaking the, the, the fourth wall. Yeah. Cause I mean, like why well, did she I know mean, they, and or care? Yeah, I know, but they mention other things like you know they mention Khan and stuff like that. And, yeah, I mean, they mention a lot of stuff, you know. I mean, they 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 do, but I mean that stuff's like yeah. history and like it's it's it was kind of important and kind of a big deal. But the Jellico thing, uh, for all the other things they've mentioned, those kind of make sense because they were kind of bigger and it was on Kirk's ship. But I mean, this was just like a random thing with a, when the Enterprise had like a is the Enterprise that documented? In Starfleet, so that like just one change of command for like a couple days is worth yeah. Mariner knowing. Right. right. It was a special ops too, so like people would know most most of what was happening there. So yeah, it was like it was like a secret mission. So <clears> it just <throat> it just seemed that was like of all the things mentioned, that was probably the most fourth wall breaking so far. I think unless Jellico does that a lot often, <laughs> more often than you know it. So. Oh, if Jellico he's, just he's always. He's the babysitter captain. <laughs> He's always like, oh, we got to shift it up. I wonder if he comes to a ship with Delta Shift if he tries to take it away. Yeah, just yeah. just to fuck with everyone, because the Enterprise only had uh, um, the, the three shift. Right, gamma, right, exactly. Uh, alpha, beta, gamma. So yeah. I wonder if he like always switches it up and just makes them do something different. <laughs> just yeah. because he's the babysitter captain. Right, yeah, no, I love it. Um, I love the idea of Division uh, 14, just a weird science experiment. But there's, like, a planet they have that they have, like, a beautiful, like, Genesis. getaway. Genesis! <laughs> Genesis! Yeah, I don't know. It's, I thought that was a great idea, and it was obviously great to see any Doan walking around. Yeah, call back from TAS. Yeah, you know, you know, we haven't seen that in a while. I mean, so... Um, yeah, TAS seems to be canon. Like so much stuff they're pulling from TA- TAS lately. And, oh, and, yeah. And unfortunately, they canonized like freaking the warp ten lizard thing. Like, come on, yeah. Oh, I love the I love the lizard getting the uh, like the massage at the yeah. end. He's like, he says, "Was that once a man?" And he's like, "We think so. We think so." <laughs> oh man, it's so it's so it's messed up. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, stuff. but I guess that's why lower decks exists. Like, the poke fun at all the weird things Star Trek has done in canon, and that's definitely up there. Oh yeah, for sure, it's great turning it's someone to a stuff. salamander. Yeah, I love it. It's awesome. Um, I don't know. I, I, it's just another episode that just I'm really enjoying lower decks. Um, there's nothing about it I dislike. I mean, I, I mean the dog thing was goofy, but I mean it's just it was like a, just a running gag through the thing. So I mean, it's like who cares, you know? It's just a funny gag. Oh yeah, the, the dog didn't bother me at all. Attendee doing a genetic experiment, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I, had, I had no problem with that at all. I'm just I thought they said there's make multiple like um, like cameos of uh, other characters, and like we've only got a couple episodes left. There was only three more left after this, so... Are they going to do all the cameos in, like, one episode? It just seems kind of weird that, like, they're, uh... Yeah. That they've said there's going to be, like, you know, returning cast members, and, like, so far, nada. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe maybe in the last one, maybe there'll be, like, a two-parter at the end. Hmm, maybe. So, 
But uh, I don't know, man. I think there's. Uh, I I hope this gets. Do we know if this has got a uh, green light for another season after this? I feel like they did green light it for a second season. I can't remember though. Or maybe it was originally a two season order. I can't remember. I feel like. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it was, but I mean. I mean, Picard's also supposedly greenlit for a second season, so we'll see. I mean, this is one of the, this is like the cheapest Star Trek show to produce, so it's probably for sure going to have at least a second season, I would guess. Yeah. At this point. God, I love it. I think it's great. Yeah, they've been doing a good job, and like I, I can't believe how much stuff they're fitting into like a like a thirty minute episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um. Yeah, three more episodes, and then uh, what do we got? How long until we get into? Um, I think there's like yeah, a, I think there's like a couple weeks in between Discovery. I mean, between uh, this and Discovery. No, it's honestly this this ends and Discovery picks right into it. Really, October fifteenth. Yep. So it's next week is Discovery. Really? So yep. it's going to be straight into it. Wow. Straight in Discovery. There'll be no, no waiting. Whatsoever. And I'll go into uh, uh, the first week of January. Hmm. So, yeah. Oh. We're, we're going to be busy because then we've got The Expanse and because season five of The Expanse will be coming out probably around then too. Or December, yeah. December, January time probably. They haven't given an exact announcement and hell, I've been watching The Boys and that's an amazing show. I wouldn't mind talking with you about that. Yeah, the boys would be a fun, like, maybe, like, one or two off to talk about the boys. I'd love to talk about them. They're oh, great. Such a great, great show. Yeah. And Star Trek well, alumni, think- too. Hmm? Star Trek alumni, too. We got uh, Carl Urban and Simon Pegg. Oh, of course, yeah. Amazing stuff, yeah. Well, yeah, those guys are great. Uh, anything else about Lower Decks? No, it was good. I'm looking forward to seeing what what cameos are going to be. It, it seems like Q is confirmed, but I, I, they made it sound like there's going to be more than one. So I'm excited to see how that's going to shake out. Yeah, maybe. I bet you it's only like a two minute thing. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it's going to be a small thing. The episodes aren't that long, yeah, yeah. but I mean, I've been waiting for like a, a, a like a legacy character because they said there's going to be some showing up. So looking to mm-hmm. see how that's going to tie in. Awesome. Well, we'll have to see. Until then, guys, if you have any other thoughts or further things to say, you can uh, email us if you have a, um, something we might have missed or you want to bring to our attention. Uh, you can e- email us at synthaholics at yahoo.com. Uh, you can also contact us on our Facebook uh, group, Facebook forward slash groups forward slash synthaholics. We'd love to hear you f- hear from you there. Uh, we also you can hit us up on Twitter at our Twitter handle is synthaholic uh, duo. And if the show is something you want to support, please go to our Patreon, Patreon forward slash Synthaholics, and you can donate. Um, Dave, um, I love Lower Decks. Um, and Star I Trek Discovery season, And I cannot lie. Uh, season uh, three of Star Trek Discovery looks good. I'm not going to, I'm going to hold off my judgment. So I will not try to cast any bad feelings towards it. I'm just, I mean, gosh, be- I'll be cautious. I mean, I hope it gets good. I mean, season three is when Star Trek has historically gotten better. Yeah. I don't remember hearing any writer's room shakeups this season. Yeah. And think about it. All the eyes are on Picard. All the night's over.
So maybe this is where it gets good. Maybe. We'll have to see. Right after the lower decks, we'll be going right into Discovery, then hopefully we can get back into uh, the Expanse. Or, yeah, or whatever else we're going to talk about at that point. But cool cool stuff, guys. All right, well, until next week, more lower decks, but prepare yourself because we're into a long road of Star Trek. Until then, live long and prosper, one and all. Been a long road <laughs> seeing all this new Star Trek. Oh, cool, man. <laughs> <laughs>